Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. Today, we're looking at at a really important issue for startups and small to medium businesses, and that's about how they can avoid making big mistakes when trying to solve their HR problems. And to do that, I'm very kindly joined by Pam Costa from The Human Resource in beautiful Sydney, Australia. Pam, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Ben. Great to to have you along. And how is, is wonderful Sydney town? It's one of my favorite cities in the world. Thank you. Yes, it's beautiful. We're having a nice winter, but we are experiencing a lot of rain this year. Uh, yep. Now that's good. We need it. For, we need it for the summer months anyway. So, Pam, before we get into the mistakes that businesses should avoid and how to streamline and resolve their HR problems, can we start with just getting a little bit about your background and then into moving into the human resources your business? Sure, Ben. I'm originally from Buenos Aires, Argentina. So I started my HR career working for big corporate companies like Accenture. So gained a lot of experience in HR and for supporting a global workforce. And then I moved to Sydney 10 years ago. And with my experience, I had the opportunity to work in standalone roles as an HR manager for many small businesses and startups in various industries. So IT consulting, tech, construction, marketing. So for the last few years, I was in charge of putting in place an HR infrastructure in to effectively manage staff in various companies that were across Australia. And yes, we expanded business to other regions, open offices in Asia, and help companies that were small with 20, 30 employees to triple in size in less than two years. So it's been a great experience having to work with different companies in different sectors and the challenge that brings. And yes, and help some companies put a little bit of tidy their HR offerings and managing their staff. Brilliant. Yeah. So with that kind of range of experience, you've seen every HR problem in it, probably most industries and sectors within that. So that's a, a brilliant range of experience and knowledge together. Yes, what absolutely. Are- and also mm-hmm. companies that are remaining the headcount or experience growth or they see growth in two years, they have 10 employees and in two years they see that they could have 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how you prepare to that? So putting a plan in place and making sure that effectively occurs. Yeah, very smart, very smart. So what I wanted to do today was to look at how startups and small businesses can avoid making big mistakes when trying to solve their HR problems. So to start with then, what are the typical HR problems that you see in your business, the human resource deals with? Yes, look, many clients are struggling and especially at the moment with the tough market that I think is experiencing globally. Many companies are having the big issue of having to fill in roles and taking very long to be able to find people. So either they put a show in one of the channels in one of the job boards and there are no applicants or there are many applicants, but they're poor quality candidates. And the cost of per hire becomes really very expensive. So simply put, the cost per hire is 
the, the budget that you spend on making a hire. So it takes you long and it takes a lot of time. So what we did for, for various clients lately is put a system in place so we can take you through the process and train everyone in the business to make sure that they have a good workflow of their recruitment. We provide them with marketing strategies as well to gain better quality of candidates and to, in the end, also reduce that cost per hire. So filling the gaps, uh, filling the positions in time, in shorter times, in reducing the cost per hire, and being able to find better quality people that will fill in the role and work for the business. Brilliant. So, Brilliant. yes, we also make sure that all the hiring managers have the proper training. They know what questions to ask and how to assess the candidates that do come through the door for an interview so that they can make a better hiring decision. And... Yes. And what we do is uh, what happens is recruiters or recruitment agencies want you to keep coming back to them. And in our case, we want the opposite. So what we do is we help them to streamline the process and possibly and where possible do it by themselves. Got it. Okay. So at the big picture, you've got businesses that are struggling to find and then bring in new talent and actually get them on board and then how to keep doing that in a way that it's faster and simpler. Are you seeing examples of pain points where companies aren't doing that? Yes, many companies don't know really what questions to ask in the interview or how to write a show ad or where exactly to go and find better candidates. So really it depends on the specific business, but it has happened to me that there was a company that didn't have any online presence. So what we've done is work a little bit on the employer branding so that was a long-term goal because the company was looking to hire 20 employees in, in six months. So we had to work a little bit on the recruitment strategies and mostly on the employer branding for them so that they can be out there and people get to know them and start engaging with, with content from the company and start gaining that interest. Okay, very good. And to your point about the employer branding, for people who... It's a, almost a nefarious, a generic concept sometimes that people don't think about. But if you picture two restaurants side by side, one is this shabby thing with the paint peeling off at the side and the sign is tipped over at an, which says welcome, but it's falling off. And next door is a beautiful shining restaurant, all painted fresh with flowers at the front and a big doors open with someone standing there smiling, welcoming them in. Which do you think is going to bring in the best thing? And so that to me is an example of how employer branding can be applied because it's from even just the external website and the presence, even the way job ads are written and structured, like some job ad, some job ads look like prison sentences. Mm -hmm. You will do this and you'll do it by five o'clock or you'll be in so much trouble. Another one's talk about that culture. And so I, I just think that this is such an important area that you solve. I know it's just one small piece of the puzzle, but I love the fact that you mentioned it because it is so important to businesses, particularly in the startups and the small business world where they're not necessarily aware of that because if you think about it, if you're that more welcoming restaurant, let's say, you're going to bring in, you're going to be more visible and more attractive to the kinds of people you want. They're more likely to join you. And also then that allows you to pick and choose the right type of people for your business, which therefore later on means they're better performers, you have fewer performance management headaches and stuff like that is that a sort of a fair summary 
Yes, absolutely. So obviously, many clients come and they need to fill in a position for yesterday. Some others have the ability to the capability to wait for a bit longer. So really, you've got to resolve that problem. So what are some of the ways that startups and small businesses try to solve their HR problems? I know we've talked mostly about the attraction of retention, but maybe there's other HR problems that they face, whether that's performance management or other stuff. But what are some of the ways that they typically try to fix that maybe don't work so well? Yes. So what has happened, one of my clients recently came to me, gave me a call and said, I have 10 people living every month because at the moment with the great resignations, they're getting headhunted for other companies or they have the itch to go and work for the competitor. So this is a massive problem for this business and many businesses at the moment, especially when you are a small business. So you compete maybe with other companies that are more well-known. And so really depending on the size of your business, the total cost of replacing an employee's can be very costly from a financial perspective. Mm. And also not only the expenses associated with this, but also with expenses associated with having to hire again and replace that person. So you've got to do again, advertising, spend time shortlisting candidates or on our interviews, training, bring them up to speed. So the cost to replace an employee is totally very costly for the businesses. Yeah, yeah. So I think I've read that it can cost 2.5 times the yeah. annual salary of that. Employee. that yeah. Very costly. So companies really need to find out what their employees are looking for and deliver on it yeah. so they can retain their staff. So retention is, is a big headache at the moment. And to reduce turnover, for instance, one of the solutions that I've given was a quick win in is very quick, easy tool to use that is the power of the stay interviews. So to make a positive change to retain employees. The stay so, interview? Stay interviews, yes. So maybe many people know the exit interview. That is a format conversation you've got with an employee that already decided to leave your business. So you ask a question about the experience with the company, but you already lost that employee. And the power of the stay interviews is a set of questions that you can ask. I actually have a free resource on my website. It's ready to go. The questions that you have to, you can download and ask those questions to your high performing employees to gain insights on what is working in your business, what needs to change. And then you can act upon that. So with a simple, relaxed conversation with your best people, that's, I think, a very practical solution to be able to work on your retention strategies, work on how to keep your people happy, productive, and that they're not going to leave to your competitor. And then you have to replace them and undertake all the financial expenses that it takes. And... That's clever. I just think that is such a powerful psychological tool because yes, you'll learn ideas and stuff like that, but just the fact that you're asking them for their opinion and their thoughts engages them emotionally and intellectually or whatever to think, oh yeah, this place, they like me, they value my opinion. I'm more likely to, as you say, stay, right? Because I'm just laughing to myself because recently I had a software subscription thing and it wasn't working right or I was doing something wrong. Who knows? But I was cross. And you go, and I contact the help desk and I'm annoyed. And the person guides me through it, listens to me, asks some questions and then solves a problem. And then 
tells me something else that I didn't know that is even cooler about what the software does. And suddenly I'm like a big fan. So this, <laughs> it's almost like a study interview process. And I think that's a very clever idea for startups, small businesses to, to use. Yes, I- absolutely. And retention doesn't have to be hard, right? Obviously you won't compete with companies as Google, but you don't necessarily need to go through a big budget expense in order to keep your people happy. So Mm. staying interviews are great because number one, people feel heard and people want to feel heard and recognized. You're ticking that box. People know that you obviously genuinely care for their opinion and they can give you a good sense of what's happening in the business and maybe things that you as a business owner cannot see. So it's yeah. really powerful insights and yes, and it's, it can be done very easily and it's a very quick win with no budget. Obviously, then you have to take action and deliver on any promises, yeah. but yes, fantastic. So That's I re- highly recommend stay interviews. So talk to your people while they are in your business and you've got a chance to retain them and yeah. avoid that they go to the competitor. And yes, exit interviews are great, but your people are already gone. So yeah. Yes, I think we have to flip that perspective and, and yes, and yeah. it's very easy. I've got a list of questions that you can just go and ask your employees now. Can I ask you something? You, you just mentioned about the big players, the Googles, whatever the world, and it's, you can't compete with them on budget. So do you think startups and small businesses should give up and go, how are we going to compete against these big players for talent? What's your advice to them? Then that I hear that all the time. I think Yes, the focus can be on practical and simple solutions that you you can apply. So there are creative solutions that doesn't necessarily need to take up much of your budget. So people love, for instance, gift cards to recognize an employee for a job well done or for bringing a new client. You can also use discounts from your own company products or contact local business for discounts, provide people with awards, have team celebrations. There are employee recognition programs that won't take up much of your budget, are smart, people love it, people feel recognized and will have the same impact. You don't need to have these buffets where they have food every 24 hours. Exactly. So there are creative solutions that you can think for your, in order to make people feel happy and valued and recognized, which I think is most important. So because when your employees are engaged, they're more likely to also improve customer service and it can result on increasing sales. They don't go to work for the competitors. And yes, with just probably small, quick wins. Yeah, and on the 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 big fancy canteens, I do know people in some inside some of these big companies, and I have heard them say that they've heard colleagues getting annoyed that the tomatoes are always just too salty. <laughs> oh, it drives me crazy! I'm a massive free meal, and so people get used to stuff. They get used to free stuff, and so it becomes a conditioning point. So it's actually not necessarily the massive motivator that people may think it is. And then secondly, the other big point is the fact that. People are just a tiny number, a cog in a wheel and a giant wheel when they're in these big, massive companies. But in the businesses that you work with, I know the stuff that you talk about and with the stay interviews and the processes that you do, you're helping startups and small businesses make sure that each person understands that they play a big part in a small business. And so there's a sense of pride and motivation that comes with that, I think. Anyway, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's a matter of, knowing that people are doing jobs they like, they enjoy, they have clear expectations. So people are really not looking for that 
big fluff stuff. We heard that before that the tennis table is a nice to have, but really how much impact does it really have on, have on your business for to achieve higher profitability or higher engagement or better sales? The reality is people want to, people are looking for being able to be recognized for the job well done, being in a place that they can, there is a nice environment, there are, there is clarity on expectations. So I think people are really looking for this and not for, they're not going for that big buffet. Maybe it's a nice thing to have, but not necessarily the impact that it really has on the bottom line. I don't think competes with really other solutions that, you know, are more simple. Cool. So if we turn then to your business, the human resource, great name, by the way, why would a business owner or a, a leader of a startup or a small business why would they use the human resource when there's free information out there on the internet or there's these chambers of commerce and industry? I forget the one in New South Wales in Sydney, but there's these large employer groups, big industry groups. Why would they not use them or the free stuff that they can find online? And then why in particular should startups and small businesses turn to the human resource for help with their HR problems? Sure, that's a great question. Actually, I think it, this happens a lot. Sometimes small business owners rely on the office manager or all these available mm. resources that are online are free. The reality is that not, the time that it takes you to get the to the solution to the answer is incredible. You don't have that time to to waste. Probably might not be the right solution, and you really need an an expert an expert on your side to to cover all the aspects of the particular problem you're trying to resolve. So it's a bit more complex than just finding a free template online. So the reality is, depending on where you see your business going, if you have, for instance, say three to 10 employees, and you will stay like that, um, you can have an HR consultant that you can call to ask questions occasionally or help you with comply with employer-related laws, which is very complex. In Australia, we have 100 modern awards to apply. So when you're making the decisions, you really need to know what you're talking about. So to resolve a particular problem is more cost-effective alternative than resourcing an HR team in-house, which you don't have the budget or the capacity or you're not interested. So yes, if you have three to 10 employees, a cost-effective option is call the HR consultant, he's an expert, will resolve that problem for you. And you can call to ask any questions whenever you need it. Yeah. And a couple of points to add to that, if I may, because when I was at university, I was on one of those free government phone lines that people rang if they wanted to know about what to pay someone, what are the pay rates, how do they fire someone, what conditions are required to let someone have time off, whatever it was. But I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was a student in a university, I was studying this stuff. So I would sit there, I would put someone on hold and I'd quickly get out the, the legislation I'd look through. And after a while, I knew where to look. But that's what you get when you call free. You get a student who's doing research madly. And this, hopefully I've learned a bit more than but since then. But anyway, <laughs> equally at the industry association level, they just have nicer offices. They've still got people like me who maybe have now graduated from university and they can look up stuff faster or they've now memorized it, but they're still talking about facts and figures and conditions, maybe legislation, but there's not much beyond that. There's no strategic stuff that says, yes, technically you could conduct an exit interview. Yeah, but have you thought about doing a stay interview first because X, Y, Z? You won't get that stuff from these sort of more legislative focused services. Yes. You absolutely are more exposed. You really don't, not sure that you can 
have unfair dismissal claims or safety prosecutions, liability claims. So it, it goes more than just finding a template and a quick solution. You have to, when you make any employment decisions, related decisions, without following a, a policy or understanding the legislation or best practices, you're, yeah. there is a likelihood of being yeah. exposed yeah. to to know to legal risks and to the point you just said there about best practices what that means in practicality for an employer for people listening best practices is a phrase but what it means is let's say the human resource sees a problem in your business and then realizes we've just sold that business in three other locations that yes slightly different location or different office whatever but the core problems were the same we knew what levers to pull what needs to be done in what order, what process to get the best outcome and the best timing, stuff like that. So there's that apply, seeing recurring situations and solutions and problems and applying that to your business, which is pretty Absolutely. hard to get elsewhere. Absolutely. You can count on calling an expert at any time needed to give you that, that advice that is going to be spot on, save you time and make sure that you're following the right procedures that you're not exposed to any legal issues and yes and that also is the best practice as you're saying is the way of doing things the best way of doing things in comparison with competitors or with the industry yeah so if i turn to a slightly different direction then i'm an hr guy but i'm also a marketing nerd i'm curious what kind of stuff you're going to do to get the word out about the human resource further and also attached to that I, you mentioned that you've got a stay interview guide. What other kind of resources do you have that startups and small businesses might be able to get from you today for free sure, to, to learn more? Sure, we've got, I've selected that the top five issues that I hear from my clients constantly and from problems that the market is experiencing at the moment. So most of the companies have high employee turnover. Everyone's going to the competition or how do you work on your retention strategies? So I created it. We share, we share the stay interview questions. So they're ready to go. You can download and get start interviewing and having conversations around coffee with your best people, with your high-performing employees. So you can gain these insights as we were saying before. Then we share a guide to manage and perform when you have an, an employee that is not, that is underperforming and that is not doing a good job. So this is a big time. This is a recurrent headache that business owners have, having someone with poor performance. And what always happens is that many managers tend to avoid dealing with poor performance. I see managers waiting too long to raise performance concerns with an employee, or they try to put off delivering tough feedback. So because it's never easy and not pleasant, and many times they just simply don't know how to do it. As no one wants an underperforming employee and it has a big knock-on effect on your organization, there is a possibility to help on the performance, turn around the situation and get things back on track. So I provide a lot of advice how to put a plan in place to, to bring them up to speed again and meeting expectations. Excellent. But not Excellent. all the time it does work. So it's very important. Obviously, you can't keep an underperforming employee for too long and then fire them without following the due process because you're obviously exposed to a lot of costs in legal fees alone. So I put a, we have a, a step-by-step guide on how to manage underperformance safely with the views of trying to turn around the situation and if the performance doesn't get up to speed or improves in a specific set of time, then how to exit the employees safely. 
Very good. And what about on the hiring side? Have you got anything that employers could use when trying to find or select new people? Yes, the, we've got the top 10 interview questions to ask in order to find the best candidates to hire great people for for your business. So there are a set of questions as well that are the best questions that you can ask to get to understand better the candidate, the experience and the fit to your organization. So yes, we've got the top 10 that allows that conversation, getting to know the candidates and making a good sounding hiring decision. Nice. Check out some of those free resources there. Sounds like quite a lot of the range of the employment cycle is covered in the free resources there. Pam, I host a podcast, but I think you should do one too, because I know you've got so much knowledge and wisdom to share in your head there. You should be getting that out there as well. You've thought about doing a podcast? Yes, absolutely. We're lining up some interviews and also as well, some podcast solos where I talk about all these common problems that many of businesses are experiencing right now. We provide practical solutions for for the whole employee life cycle, right? From when you have to hire people, how to retain your best people, and then when things don't go well and when needed, exiting or strategies as well on how to grow the business and, and all things HR solutions that you can implement in your business. We give a lot of advice and tips on how to manage the business better and help you to continue. Brilliant. Being successful. Oh, you heard it here first then, folks. So yeah, just check out the website for the podcast details, see what's coming along there now and in the future. So Pam, then just finally, for people listening to this who might think, oh, I, I know a business who could potentially use the human resource and their service offerings. For those people listening, who should they refer to your business? And then how do they learn more about the human resource? Yes, of course. So we are supporting small business owners in Australia who don't have an HR team or are looking for a most, more cost-effective option. And we help them with their pressing HR issues. We help them reduce costs, improve productivity and grow their business. Excellent. And what's the website address? The website is www.thehumanresource.com.au. Very easy. Well, that is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Pam, I've had a great time learning about some of the HR issues and about what the human resource does and getting your perspective on it all. So thank you very much for sharing your time with me. I've had a great time. Thank you, Van. It's been an honor to be part of your podcast. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.